Hey there, and welcome to episode 294 of Constructing Comics, a podcast about building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Shannon Spence, comics creator. Hey, Shannon, thanks for coming on the podcast. Can you give us a quick bio about yourself and your comics? Hi, Noah. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, basically, I started making comics in 2019 after I took like a class in college. Um, which I'm sure is not the first time you've heard that. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't really grow up like reading a bunch of comics, but when I took um, this, it was called like sequential art class. Um, we read a bunch of like really awesome graphic novels that I have sitting over there. Like my favorite thing is monsters, mouse, um, fun home, like comics that really made me think like, whoa, like a comic can be really good. Um, so my like art thesis was a woodcut comic, which is kind of where my Instagram handle comes from because I do woodcut or I used to. I, I've kind of slacked on it a little bit. Um, but yeah, my Instagram handle is Shannon Prince, P-R-I-N-T-S. Uh, so in 2019, I made a woodcut comic and then I was like, this is really awesome. I can kind of do anything. So the indie comics community in uh, Richmond, Virginia, where I'm originally from was really booming so uh got into it now I live in Brooklyn and you know trying to trying to put out some work so that's kind of a basic background that's really awesome so in 2019 for that class did you create a, a comic for that that class I think we kind of did but like honestly it was an anthropology class you know, it was like under the anthropology umbrella. So I was like the only person there that was an artist, gotcha. <laughs> which is kind of fun. It, it, it led to like interesting, but you know, most of the discussions were like, what is the meaning of this comic? And how is the Marvel Cinematic Universe ruining comics and like whatever <laughs> other BS they want to talk about. So, um, yeah, so, so I didn't, I think we, I think for my project, I like was like, I'm going to make a comic, but I think not everyone did that. Uh, yeah that's awesome was so I, I read both the books that you sent over was that comic yeah. the hunt was that what you made for that class or was it a different comic no so um the hunt begins it does have a woodcut on the back which you saw yes. um and I have that woodcut in real life um and that's the one I made after I took that class the the woodcut I made for my like final thesis in college was um it was like a a really crazy like full like probably like nine by 11 full page comic which I can show you later um and then I took individual panels and recarved them into other prints it, it was it was a lot of work <laughs> yeah but it came out really cool and it, it made me kind of like just want to jump into it um and when I was designing the hunt begins my first like uh, kind of delve into like a fantasy comic I was originally like oh I want to include woodcut in this story um, so I did that one that's on the back of that comic um, but I haven't really returned to it since because woodcut takes a really long time um, <laughs> does it hurt your uh, hands too I've always that's always I've never done it before but that's what I can imagine it looks really have you weird. done like lino cut I've no I've not even done lino before yeah okay but you know what it is so it's it's just lino cut but like more resistance yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> um 
But if you get, it shouldn't hurt your hand. If it's hurting your hand, then it's like, you know, your tools aren't good enough or your technique isn't good enough, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, your hands hurt because, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it looks, it looks very strenuous. So, so do you, do you do lithos as well? Or do you, um, is are you mostly woodcut? Is that a wood that you make prints with? I really, I really clung to woodcut. Um, I did do some lithography. I did, I did printmaking in college as well as biology, which is a whole other conversation. Um, but yeah, I did fine art printmaking. So I did all the different kinds of printmaking, um, really loved woodcut. And then after college was like, I can do woodcut in my house. It's possible, but printing with your hands instead of a really nice expensive press, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's different. It's different. Um, so yeah, comics I can make in my room. I can make on the subway. I can make anywhere. And that's kind of what I really love about it. And they can be like anything. So yeah, comics are awesome. And what you guys are doing is really awesome. I really like that you guys are interviewing a bunch of like small creators, industry people, like you're kind of getting a really broad perspective of 200 plus creators. So that's really cool. Yeah. We, we want, we like to have people like yourself on because everybody's unique, you know, no one approaches making comics to the same way. So yeah, you, you touched on something earlier that I really like where you said, you know, you got exposed to things like mouse and mm-hmm. Funhouse, those two books being just really good stories, but stories that right when you read them, you realize they can only be told with comics. Right. That's, that's sort of what we love about this podcast is that we've had very few people who create straightforward superhero books. It's, it's right. sort of, it's all, it's all across the board genre yeah. stories. So yeah, I really yeah. love that. Yeah. I love that you, you're, you know, when I read your books too, I, it was great. I was, I was reading them last night and it was really cool to sit down and read like a story made for comics. And it's not, you know, it's your right. story and it's very unique. And um, yeah, so I, I love your, uh, your, your, I love, yeah, The Hunt Begins, which um, is that, is that all done in pencil? Like you just do that pencil and paper? Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, a very expensive black wing pencil. Oh, wow. They go like really <laughs> <Yeah>. fast, <laughs> but they're really dark. Um, yeah. 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 I, I think I, I honestly, I think it was a pretty easy transition from like woodcut to that kind of drawing because yeah. it's all about like contrast and that sort of thing yeah whereas kid, kid internet the other one i sent you is all crayola marker which is really fun to draw was, so that's what i was gonna ask because i was like this feels like it's done yeah. with crayola that's so great yeah, yeah. I, I keep them like in a little oval team container next to my desk <laughs> but they're awesome they're, they're they blend terribly you know they're bright colors they're just really fun to use and they are perfect for the subject matter of that comic. So yeah, I would be. I would imagine they're pretty easy though to to scan in and print with how vibrant they are. You do you have to do a right. lot of stuff in Photoshop with the colors before you you or I, like whatever photo editor you use. Yeah, you I think I honestly it was kind of annoying. Honest, well, you learn a lot about comics making, especially indie comics, because you're the you know you're the editor, you're the writer, you're the drawer, <laughs> yeah. you're you're everything, you're the printer. Um, so I think I like edited my first printing of this comic. I think I edited like half of them and like didn't write down what saturation I used. Big mistake. So that like because these colors are so bright, like the, to me it was very off in the first printing. But um, yeah, I think I really hate editing. So <laughs> black and white or just really bright colors make it simple and. I, I, I do do digital drawing sometimes, but um, I haven't done a comic where I do digital drawing yet. 
That's really cool. Yeah, I love the feel of Kid Internet. Uh, the art, obviously, just it matches the story so well. I think, I like, I, I'm not going to guess, but it feels like we grew up around the same time. So it just felt like this, like, <laughs> That's very... Great. Yeah, it felt like this, like, it's this very, this, this nostalgia that I didn't know I had. Yeah, right. This feeling, and I was, um, but especially the emotions of yeah. being in, uh, like, middle elementary school. Oh, um, yeah. You, that, that really comes out in this really sweet short story. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. would you mind telling me more about that? Yeah, yeah, we must be around the same age, because what I, what I tell people at conventions is I'm like, this is my nostalgia comic and you either, you know, you know, or you don't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people yeah. pick it up and they're like, oh, Tamagotchi. And I'm like, there's a lot more than Tamagotchi in there. Yes. And some people are really turned off when I'm like, oh yeah, it's about me like bullying other people when I was 12. Like, you know, like everyone did, haha. And I don't think that's funny to some people. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and that's sort of what stuck out to me while I was reading it. There's a panel to- close to the end. I'm sorry to spoil it, but there's a panel close to the end where the main character is sitting in the bus and right next to her yeah. is this other person that's just in the background. She's crying. The character yeah. crying, holding a stuffed animal. That emotion right there, that feeling of like, like as a little kid, you're not aware of that, but like you're right. all at the same time, but you're just like, what do I do? You know, it's like, yeah, whatever. That's so true. Yeah. It, it's so yeah. true. I think it, it was really writing that story was just really easy because I pulled from my own experience and looking back, you know, you can always say like, man, I was a dumb kid. And why was I so mean? Mm -hmm. But when you're in that moment, you know, when you're online and you're talking to your friends and, you know, it's, it's, it's different. (laughs) It's easy to look back and be like, man, I was a little jerk. Um, But yeah, that, that emotion is so true. You know, you don't, you don't you don't see the impact um when you're that young it just stays with you forever <laughs> it does well yeah I was just thinking about that the other day because um my brain just goes different places and I was thinking about a friend I was really close with in elementary middle school mm-hmm. I just remembering how much of a shit I was to him yeah exactly. And I was just like I messaged him a couple of years ago but I was so afraid I'm like I really hope he doesn't think of me as just the worst person in the world right because of how right. I treated him it was I like know, I have I mean, such good memories with the guy but right yeah, so weird yeah Th- yeah that's the thing I mean like I said the stories in there are based on like real people you know I was really I I, I it wasn't like a particular person in this book that I bullied and I'm calling them out but yeah. I remember times when I like you know it was just mean to someone and uh yeah that stuff sticks with you so I wonder if they're thinking about me later god forbid they read my comic and they were like that's me <laughs> <laughs> I hope not um, I, I do appreciate there's like a universal emotional feeling to the book, whether you grew up around that time or not. I do believe that there's this, like, yeah. this is a very cliche way of explaining it, but like a coming of age aspect of it that I feel oh, is yeah. relatable. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a coming of age is exactly, I think what I ended up aiming for. I didn't want to have like a moral. I didn't want to have like a lesson. I kind of just wanted it to be like, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it either. It's like, you know, when you're mean to somebody, like nothing good comes out of it and, you know, friends come and go and yeah. things come and go, life comes and goes. And I just wanted the nostalgia to kind of be a time and place and little bits here and there and um, just kind of have that outline the emotion. Cause yeah, it's really about the emotion. And um, yeah, I was rejected by a lot of my little 11 year old crushes. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I know that feeling. The um, <laughs> it's Ooh, devastating. It's, <laughs> it's so devastating. But it's uh, I like um, yeah, I like that it's like a character study of someone in elementary school. Yeah. But, and, I, and I, for the listener out there, it's really cool because you you sort of cast it as these like animal characters. So yeah. How, how did you come up with the designs for each character? Yeah. So I think the main character. Um, I had a I had an idea for a comic with a friend a long time ago that didn't come to fruition, but we wanted it to be in a school. And that character was kind of like a skater character. But I looking back on I actually made this comic for 24 hour comics day. I did not finish it in 24 hours, but (laughs) I like, you know, I had the whole thing planned out and partial and I think totally penciled, but not done. Um, And then I finished it a few days later. So when you're doing 24 hour comics day, I don't know if you've ever done it, but you kind of need to make a decision really quickly. Um, So I think I was just looking through my sketchbook and I saw that character and another, another one, which ended up being my best friend from um, elementary school who remembers a lot of the things in this book. And I just kind of went with it. And then those characters kind of led to the art style of the rest of the book. And then I knew I wanted to do it in marker. And so it just kind of all came together. And as for animals, I, I honestly just draw a lot of animals. I don't like drawing people. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask if that's tied to your biology focus. Mm. Are you, are you, are you sort of, um, is that, do you think that's where that comes from? Is just sort of your, your, uh, maybe a passion for the natural world? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that for my character designs, I think it's just cause I like drawing animals and I'm interested in biology and those sort of things. Um, But it definitely has more of an influence on my ideas for like The Hunt Begins or Monster Plague is the like overarching story in the working title. Um, Because that story, I kind of wanted to be centered around a disease that I've like invented and thought about. And I've thought about like its pathogenesis and like what it would do. And um, but even more so is the like idea that I'm working on that's very, very small and blossoming which is punk lab girl which is like directly inspired by my work experience and basically just how like terribly hospitals are run behind the scenes so I'm really excited (laughs) to expose that eventually and um just kind of it, it I mean it's I feel like a lot of people draw from their experience when making comics because it's just you know it's easy material it's I really, I really don't like writing. So I think of little gags throughout the day and just write them down. So because I've um, started a new job and I'm, I really only started working in the field I do now, um, medical lab science, like a couple years ago. And now I'm, you know, nine to five. So your nine to five uh, influences your work. So yeah. Yeah. I think my biology and my microbiology, uh, background and experience is really informing my comics but um I I like that I I think it's a I think it's a unique perspective uh not a lot of comic artists uh work science jobs um which I've found (laughs) Uh, a lot of my friends work um random jobs like there's a wide variety of jobs in the comics field yeah. yeah yeah I'm sure you know that you've talked to 200 people that all probably have different jobs um yeah. Have you met anyone in the medical field that does comics? I'm trying to think, because uh, as you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, have I met anyone? Oh, is it I'll just to... me? What's up? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> it, it could be just you because we have, man, we do have a wide variety of people on who share their jobs. One of my favorites is um, we have a guy on 
every once in a while named George. And he, he started off designing tombstones. That was his, what? Oh my God. That was his first job out of college. Okay. And, that's so cool. I live right yeah. next to Greenwood cemetery, which oh, is wow. this massive cemetery yeah. in Brooklyn. I love walking through there. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, yeah. I love, I love hearing everybody's backgrounds. Yeah. I've, and it's sort of funny. We have, so if we have returning guests, we sort of learn a little bit more about their work history mm-hmm. and how that influences their work as they go. Yeah. Because yeah. It, you know, the, the advice, right. What you know is really important when it comes to yeah. storytelling. And I think like yeah. you said, what when you said in relation to the 24 hour comic challenge, you really have to make a decision and sort of, mm-hmm making the decision based on what you know can be really helpful if you know you know yeah anything. yeah 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 that was a fun challenge I I I like locked myself in a room and uh <laughs> I like I had a big whiteboard which was awesome and I brainstormed all these ideas and the I think kid internet was literally what I wrote and I just loved that phrase so much and so many things came off of that because I mean it's so everyone you know, nostalgia influences everyone's lives. Um, and so it was just so easy to think of like fun gags to do based off of um, that sort of thing. Cause I, I love old tech. Like I watch like LGR on YouTube and I like that sort of like old technology stuff. So it was drawing all those like chunky electronics. It's just really fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That it, it's, it looked like a lot of fun to draw that. Um, mm-hmm. So when you're, so when you're sitting down to make a comic, you say you don't like writing and things. So are you, yeah. do you start with like thumbnails then? And then is that sort of how you write your comic or do you have any kind of script? Yeah, I hate writing. You're right. I do. I've said that probably five times. I, I, I learn more. At, I, you know, I'm still relatively new to comics. I learn more and more how I work. And I learned more and more that trying to stick to the traditional um, procedure of comics, which I'm sure you've talked about many times on your show, um, you, which usually starts with a, a script or brainstorming and then a script. Uh, it, it hasn't worked for me in the past. Um, and I find that I like to doodle and uh, take those doodles and um, take like ideas for different parts and then put them together and uh, kind of go from there. But it always starts with the images because I, I, I'm an artist, like a visual artist first and foremost and that's easy for me and I'm all about like making it things easier for myself because I won't do them if, if it's not simple um yeah. I, I get art blocked pretty easily um I'm sure that a lot of people do so um like I said uh I, I draw on the subway now because I live in Brooklyn um that was really hard to address too but I'm doing it save for the uh, you know embarrassment of strangers watching me it's fine mm-hmm. I need to do it. So, um, and it helped a lot, like adapting to that. So I like to brainstorm on the subway because, you know, I, you're not going to draw well on the subway, but you can get ideas down. So um, that's what I've been doing is like doodling and then taking those doodles and then going to thumbnail and then uh, from there. That's really cool. So do you have, um, do you like, do you sketch in like an actual sketchbook on the subway or do you like use like your iPad or something like that? I've done both. I'm mostly my uh, sketchbook. Nice. Um, I'm really bad at charging my iPad, which is just such a dumb excuse. <laughs> but I'll like forget to charge it. Um, yeah, for the most part, I'll sketch um, with like a pen uh, on the subway. Yeah, that's so great. Yeah, I 
I'm always curious about that because in, when I was in college, I was one of the few people who carried around like an actual physical sketchbook. And so every professor who saw that thought that really? that was, yeah, people thought that that was. Did you go to art school? No, I just went to, like, I, I went to, uh, I, uh, I went, I did like two years of community college. Well, actually, yeah. no, I got my associate's degree. It <laughs> Sorry, took more I than two years. Sorry, I didn't ask you a loaded question. Yeah. And so <laughs> my college experience was very weird, but it was, it was one, I was in an arts program, but I was one of the yeah. few people who carried around a sketchbook. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, and, cool. Yeah, but it was, yeah, so my, yeah, I always had professors who were, they weren't like impressed. They were just always fascinated by who would carry around a sketchbook. So I've kind of carried that on where I'm like, oh, I'm always interested who people who carry. That's funny. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I still, ever since I got, you know, you know, DeviantArt was a thing when you and I were kids. (laughs) And I tried with the Wacom tablet and I was just so, or Bamboo or what, it was the cheapest one. It was, I was bad. (laughs) It's hard to look at a screen and then draw, you know what I mean? Like if you have to go, you have to look up and be drawing. And I I never adjusted. um, And I only got an iPad a couple of years ago, which has totally changed the game for me because I love being able to draw directly on the image. um, And Procreate is wonderful. So I can foresee myself carrying it around more and drawing more in the future. And I love that I can like go crazy with, you know, layers and colors. And um, it's made me want to do more colorful, crazy stuff. But in the end, I, I prefer drawing traditionally, I think. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. It's um, it's all about how you're comfortable with working. I always, you know, it's all just another, it's just another tool in your artist belt right? yeah so anything can be a tool <laughs> yeah and uh so on 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 the topic of um tools things that sort of like you work with yeah. and everything so are you doing like once you get like past the like thumbnailing like doing sketches are you drawing like your comic like the hunt begins like right in your sketchbook like while you're traveling places are you able to do that or do you find time to do like when you get home mm-hmm. sit down at a desk and, and draw those things yeah so I I really this would have I should have done this interview after I figured everything out because <laughs> I'm still fine. so disorganized I have like about five sketchbooks um unfortunately the very first one I started doing this monster plague story in um it's this one I'm holding up and it's lined totally stupid of me because scanning <laughs> is terrible um and so after I decided that that book was terrible, I moved to another sketchbook. And I, I think, you know, it was like whatever sketchbook was near me, I would put my ideas in. So things kind of became disorganized. Um, but I, I always get my thumbnails and ideas down, I think, in my sketchbook. And then I'll do the pencils on paper. And I kind of try to make as many decisions up front as possible. Um, so like, I think I, for The Hunt Begins, I like bought, a sketchbook like a cheap not cheap but you know like one of the nine by eleven sketchbooks and I did all the pencils in there um just so it could be on the same paper you know the same everything because yeah it needs to it needs to be easy um and I think I work better when there are like deadlines coming up (laughs) so for the hunt begins I was I was pushing to finish that for a convention um and I and I did or no it wasn't for a convention it was for some sort of um like grant competition or something I did not get it but I submitted in time um and then I think I had a convention following so um when those deadlines come up I I think I start to like make a really solidified plan 
Um, but I'm really trying to get better about working consistently and on a schedule. Um, but I'm also trying to be forgiving to myself and, uh, you know, allow myself to do different projects at the same time. And cause yeah, there, I'm, there are some comic artists that grind every single day at the same time and place and they do a page a day or they can do a page and a half. Um, but I'm, I've found that I'm kind of the type of person that like, um, I'll sit down and like, I'll work really hard and then I'll have to take a break for a couple of days. So I don't know if I answered your original question, but that's... no, it's a great answer. Yeah. That was a great answer. Yeah. And you, you work a full-time job on top of everything and comics, right. even though it is a passion, you, you, you said earlier, you know, you have to do it. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel the same way, but I work a full-time job too. So it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, to want to do more work at the end of the day. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's, exactly. It's, and so. then I feel like I don't like when I'm in groups with other comic artists, like you don't you don't talk about your full time job, even though I spend a lot of time at my freaking job. But you kind of have to pretend it like doesn't exist or like it doesn't influence your work. Um, so I think I want to be like more, I think that's kind of why I'm making punk lab girls. Cause I kind of want to blend those two worlds as much as I can without getting fired. Um, doing <laughs> <laughs> at work and not putting incriminating myself in bad situations with HIPAA or something, but um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it is tough. And that's kind of why I, uh, I formed this club called comics accountability club to kind of help because when I moved to Brooklyn, I thought that, you know, this area would be overflowing with comic artists and it would be overflowing with indie comics shows. And, you know, there'd be a comic shop across the street from me, but honestly, I haven't, I've only met like one person since living here in six months. Um, so I kind of got fed up and I made a, a discord group and we meet every week and we try to set goals together. Um, and it's been really, really helpful. It's been really helpful. Um, I really think that like, you know, especially for indie comics, um, you would have more insight on the industry than I would. But indie comics, you know, like we said, you're expected to do everything yourself, like everything. Um, and sharing, like helping each other, sharing secrets. It's kind of it's something that at least for me felt like it was a little bit inaccessible being someone who's trying to, like, you know, make something new and uh, get something out there. Um it kind of seemed like a lot of indie comics or the like comics made by one person were, um, you know, made behind closed doors. And then suddenly they have a 500 page graphic novel that uh -huh. is just perfect. What, what happened there? Like no one helped them. Like what? I mean, I'm obviously exaggerating, but um, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Well, it is. And, and one thing I've, one thing that's actually helped with me with, with social media, not feel as guilty, especially in these last two years, people have been a little yeah. more open about their struggles. And yeah, that's not that's just people. True. It's not just the people in like indie comics. It's the people who work for the big companies as well saying, really? yeah, I didn't feel like working today, you know, because we live, okay. We live in a society, obviously. We live in a society. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also we live in a society that really values things like deadlines and quotas yeah. and things. And uh, depending mm -hmm. on the kind of artist you are, obviously there are artists who really thrive in that situation, but right, like, like me, I, 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 I like deadlines. I like to know when right. this is due. 
me too. That doesn't mean I'm going to work, you know, it's like, yeah. (laughs) So it's cause, uh, and I, and it's, I think everybody works differently and everybody works. Yeah. Every every way that people work is valuable to them. It won't necessarily apply to you, but it's really good to have a place to share all that. So you know how people deal with deadlines and one thing that obviously people are just assume when you're talking to an artist is the muse idea, you know, right. Oh my gosh. Which I've even found that there's really no way for me to capture the muse or find a way to capture the muse like consistently. Oh Um, yeah. Oh yeah. It's, and it's so, but, and some people like me, I need that in order to work. Right. And it doesn't, it's not always there. Oh yeah. And, uh, but some people are able to just push through, you know, it's a, I envy that, but at the same time, oh, yeah. you got to value it all because it's all, it's all art. It's all, it, it's all making something great. So, you know, I really like this. I, I listened to a talk by Sam Alden one time. And one thing he said really stuck with me and it was, um, oh gosh, I have it over here somewhere. Oh yeah. He said, yeah, I have it on a post-it note, very essential for the studio. He said, you know, when you sit down and make comics, you need to enter a fugue state where there are no external critics and that your art will change the world. So you just need to be like totally self-centered, just sit down. It's just you and the art, you know? I really love that because like you mentioned the muse, you know, you're right. It, it comes and goes. There are some days where, you know, you're a big fan of your ideas and you feel really inspired. And there are days when you're like, why am I working on this? And why have I put so much work into it? Um, and I have so much work to do. Yeah. <laughs> like a daily yeah. thing. Yep. So it's, it, it's hard, you know, you have to kind of learn to be consistent, but you also have to kind of learn to give yourself breaks sometimes. And you're right that, you know, it's becoming a more open thing to share people's process. Thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's still, it's still, I mean, there's, there's days where like I'm on top of the world and then like 30 seconds later, you know, I see something on Instagram that just like shoots me right down and I'm like, mm-hmm. what, how are they doing that? How did they do that so fast? And blah, blah, blah. I have a really big problem or like obsession with like, prolificity is that how you would say it but like people like being prolific it's something that it, I think I always admired you know artists that were very you know they produced a lot of work and I think I obsessed for a long time about the amount of work I was doing you know um but I think now after learning how I work I think I'm trying to appreciate the times that I sit down and work really hard and get something done um because I kind of need to uh, stop imagining a way that I work that isn't actually how I work Um, and not like beating myself down for not, I don't know, making a comic every single day. Um, Because you're right. Everyone works differently. That really works for some people um, and other people it doesn't. So I think it's, I think it's important that you're doing a podcast like this. And (laughs) I think it's important that we all share a little more. And um, I'm not saying that like, you know, I wish someone, another comic artist would like lend me a hand and like give me a shout out. But I just mean like I wanted to make friends in comics. So that's kind of why I made that club is because I just wanted to, 
you know, just like it, outside of a convention. Yeah. Um, Cause that's a great place to meet other artists, but um, you're also really busy. So yeah. I just kind of wanted a form where I could be like, Oh, this is what I'm working on. What are you working on? That sort of thing. So yeah, that's, it's been great. That's really awesome. Yeah. And I, I think that for me, this has been sort of the one community in my whole life that I feel like I actually belong. So it, yeah. it means a lot to have this podcast because that's really how I built my community. And um, it was great going to Heroes Con. Which oh, I've there. heard so much about Heroes Con from Brian. Which that's sort of- just interviewed, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, which Brian and I had interviewed him in November because we were part of a book together. And um, my co-host and I were walking down Artist Alley and then- I saw this guy I thought I recognized and sure enough, it was Brian who I knew from the podcast, <laughs> but there were a lot of people there like that who were just, we became, we may have met them at conventions, but we became friends with them through talking to right. them. Like, you know, they would come onto the show every once in a right. while. And that, so, I mean, I, I yeah. really identify with that because when I, when yeah. I started that club, I was like, you know what, if the friends aren't going to come to me, I am going to make them yes. come to me. <laughs> I'm gonna make my own community and you know yeah. sometimes that works if 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 you know you you feel like you have the leadership you know enough in you to organize something a little bit um, you know why not why not try it out so that's but really I also great. already have a club so people can just join my club is fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> so do you guys have a well we'll talk about this at the end obviously but do you guys have a place like a social media where all of you guys share artwork yeah, we have an Instagram. Okay, cool. um, it's comics like with an X dot accountability dot club. Cool. We'll make sure to have that in the um, the show notes when we're when we're done. So yeah, can check out that, the club. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I had uh, so I was going to talk about um some of your inspirations for um the hunt begins. Okay. Um, yeah, at the beginning you said it was you know it was uh Skyrim and uh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, let me see, I was like, I was really just like, I was like, oh, Skyrim, that's really cool. But then you also said, um, uh, oh, medieval British artwork and growing yeah. up in the temperate Virginia wilderness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. A weird that... mix of <laughs> things that I like. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Skyrim, obvious. I've played hundreds and hundreds of hours of Skyrim and I love like that sort of ridiculous medieval fantasy sort of thing like yeah we're all nerds here yeah um as for the virginia wilderness um yeah i grew up in virginia virginia has a lot of wonderful um parks and it's it's a really diverse state um and i really when i was first like thinking of what kind of comic i wanted to make oh god however many years ago <laughs> I think I had just gone on a lot of hikes and I just was just like I feel like there's not enough stuff that just values this like environment just like a really simple or I feel simple you know uh temperate environment um and I like I said I I think visually for the most part so that was kind of where I took like a lot of pictures at my hikes that I used for references um, when drawing like some of the environments for that comic. So that was fun. What was the other one I mentioned? Oh, uh, medieval. Uh, oh, like yeah. British I have this really artwork. awesome giant book that's just medieval animal art. And I just oh. love how effed up like all the animals look. Like they all just look so weird. <laughs> Is that the inspiration for the character designs? 
the insp- the character designs I've been drawing those little guys for a long time. Um, I've heard in conventions that they look like axolotls. I've heard dragons. Uh, I don't really know. I need to give them a name for the species. Um, but definitely a lot of the art in, in there uh, comes from looking at like medieval references and stuff, uh, especially the at the end, I show a chap the beginning of the chapter of Monster Plague. There's a lot more influences in there. Yeah, I like how you have this. Um, it feels like a tapestry at times, especially when the king yeah. is in there. I really like how like there's sort of this. I don't know how to say it. it's like it's in a, I mean this in the in a good way but like surreal aspect to it you know I kind of always feel like mm-hmm. British tapestries are very surreal and how yes, flat they things are. are you know they, they are yeah. yeah how space works it feels like that at times and I really yeah I really loved that that feeling it added this like creepy sense to the king as well we yeah were going for that. yeah good that's awesome that's good to hear <laughs> okay. I haven't yeah. gotten much feedback on that book so it's nice to hear um what you think of it because most people at conventions you know they buy it and then they don't I don't ever hear what they think about it really (laughs) that's fine that's fine um but yeah I the the weirdness the all the way that faces are drawn in those sort of artwork they're all kind of solemn and Mm -hmm. kind of strange looking um but and I also really I I am I didn't grow up religious (laughs) (laughs) so that's probably why I really like all the catholic um artwork and uh that's probably why i have a priest character and i'm trying to weave this web of the story of mixing religion with power with you know all those sort of interesting uh things um and so that's kind of like i really want to mix the like weird catholic inspired religion of that story with the disease with the control that the king is trying to have over the citizens um, and with the monsters and with like everything that's going to be happening. So yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's not like playing Skyrim, but <laughs> that's where the original inspiration uh, came for writing a story kind of like that. Yeah. It's such a cool book. I'm looking at it again right now. Um, oh, thank you. You also make, drawing horses look easy which I always think is an impressive (laughs) thing in any kind of comic Um, (laughs) horses are so hard so hard (laughs) I mean it helps that I wasn't like detailing the horse right um more gestural which is nice but yeah horses are still hard (laughs) yeah they are it's got such great energy though I love the I love your sort of like square panels you know just sort of like movements just yeah feels very animated really love that um Thank you. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I need to pick up a physical version of this because I've, I have a friend who would really dig it too. So, um, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Um, so uh, well, so where 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 can people find you on online? I I follow you on Instagram. You've got a lot of great stuff on there. Do you have Do you have other places where people can see your work and buy your books? Yeah. So. I'm in the process, I was selling books myself, but I'm in the process of, you know, trying to not ship stuff anymore because I really don't like it. (laughs) Um, So I've sent out some stuff to Silver Sprocket um, in California. I have some places in Brooklyn that are selling them. And then I also have a Strangers Fanzine is going to be selling my comics on uh, their website once um, those get 
mailed to him. Uh, well, once he receives them. So definitely uh, check that out. But the way you would find that is through my Instagram, Shannon Prince, not Prince like royalty, but Prince like printmaking. That's been a problem at conventions too. Oh no. They're like Prince. And I'm like, oh no, my, my handle, which I've put on everything is confusing. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also have a website, shannonprince.com. Um, and I have been selling woodcuts through my big cartel, but like I said, I haven't been making a lot uh, lately and I probably won't be making many more of the same prints. Um, I do want to make some new prints in the future, but those take time. So I would say Instagram is the main place that I'm willing to latch on to. Uh, Twitter, I, I can't do. <laughs> um, and yeah, my comics club, I'm, I'm in it all the time. Uh, we have events all the time. Uh, like, I think we're planning a, like, a 60s animated movie party where we're going to, like, draw from, like, Yellow Submarine and, like, those sort of amazing, amazing influential movies. Um, but we also do, and we're, we're making an anthology, and uh, we just meet every week, and we talk about what everyone's working on, and, uh, yeah, it's a really good time. Uh, so if you feel like you want to make a comic but don't know how, or you're making a comic and you just want people to help critique your work, or you're making a comic and like you need some sort of support in any way. It's a great place. So highly, really highly cool. recommend checking it out. Yeah, that's really great. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about your work. It was so cool. And I, I can't wait to see more of your stuff, especially that anthology. You'll have to come back on the show to talk about that when it's uh when it's getting closer to being released i'd love to yeah, love to hear about yeah it. yeah for sure i i just have set it up but 2023 early 2023 is when it should be coming out um the theme is gonna be it's kind of a weird theme um the theme is gonna be um mundane surrealism Ooh. so yeah big words big words i i have a master's degree so that's <laughs> i didn't pick that i didn't pick that um so it's gonna be a lot of like sort of whimsical weird um interesting stuff by all the members of my group and i have a really diverse uh group of people in that club some people you know are um more industry and some a lot of them are more indie comics so yeah, that's really yeah. great that's so cool yeah I'm, I'm excited to see that and um I'll have oh, to and thank it. you for having me. I forgot to say oh, that. You know, anytime, <laughs> really. really fun. Back, yeah, come back on. It'd be great to talk to you again. It'd be great to introduce you to Matt, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matt's really great about it. He's, he's, uh, he's always the best at, like, he always asks questions that I'd never think to ask, too. So you'll have That's to come back That's why it's great on. to have two hosts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> two brains. <laughs> yeah, so we'll definitely have to have you on. We'll make sure that all the links to your social media, your website, your comics group, all of that is in the show notes. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, also in the show notes, we'll have a link to um, Superior Sam, Everyone Needs a Home on Kickstarter. Uh, Matt and I are part of this book. Matt is the publisher. I am the letterer. So if you want to check that out, that'd be really great. Um, please give us a rating and review on your podcasting services. Give us a follow on social media. Our Twitter is at ConstructComPod. Our Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod and Facebook is Facebook.com slash Constructing Comic. Thanks for listening. Be safe and be nice to each other. Make some comics and we'll be back with another episode real soon. <laughs>